Let's do the rest of the application. He has to be six foot four. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, this is the thing. I think that it's not about looks. And that's I mean, I have a about. specific type. It's true, and I don't do it on purpose. Yeah, you do have a specific type. Yeah, but it's not. On I don't. I think I have less of a type than you do. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell your type, and then okay. you tell my type. Okay. Hi, this is Bianca, and this is Anna, your hosts of Girl Talk Mondays podcast, where we discuss the world of fashion, self confidence, and everything in between. In this week's episode, we talk about our latest on relationships, compatibility and chemistry, and the real reason behind why diamonds are forever. We go into what our ideal relationship would look like, our key values, and if we have a specific type. So welcome to Girl Talk Mondays. Tell us, how has your week been? It's been good, but I had a, I actually had a shoot on Monday last week, so that was really nice. Oh yeah, you yeah. had your shoot. Tell yeah, us, tell that's us. That's nice. We went out to the middle of nowhere, but it was, it was this like old house and there was animals everywhere and greenery and baked goods and it kind of looked like the Cotswolds a bit, but it wasn't. Mm. Um, and we just shot some new images there for my actual job job my other job <laughs> yeah your other um, job and yeah are you able nice. to tell like the concept of the marketing campaign or not really it's not just one marketing campaign it's, it's like we just did social media um so we didn't do we didn't do specific um like campaigns but we had a few different shots like whatever you know whenever we do a shoot i always write up all the different shots we want to take mm. Um, And then I write up, like, the different concepts depending on the location. And then I I write up basically, okay, so this is going to be shot here to promote this. This, like, personalized candle is going to be shot by the bed with this book and this, this. And then we set everything up. And, yeah, it was fun. It was nice to see everyone and nice to actually be around people. Um, It's good to be out of the home as well because you still have, like, your home office set up, obviously. So it's nice you got to do like a physical in-person yeah. shoot as well i'm not like really happy with my at-home work <laughs> I, just, I just feel like it's not really my working setup is not that optimal no. it's like i mean have you seen mine i literally <laughs> take a cardboard box and i put it i put it on here and then i use it as a standing desk <laughs> i don't know why because you have a- i don't have a desk anymore i gave it to my you could ex. use this table yeah, i know but when i sit here for too long i get back pain yeah, mine is not that comfortable either. It's the same kind of chair as yeah, you. Because I tend to exactly. lean forward. And then if I put a cushion, I'm sitting with my back arch too much. But yeah. if I don't have a cushion, I'm sitting with my... And I don't have a perfect cushion. And I have a really nice chair and a really nice table at my ex's place. But I also know that he needs it more than me. And I'm a nice person. <laughs> so... <laughs> but when is your company planning to work in the office again? Have they said? No, I don't know. They have honestly given guidelines. Yeah, I mean, usually because I know that a lot of people know now, um, and I think honestly, I mean, I could go in now, and I have a key to the office. It's just last time I set off the alarm, so I'm like, I'm scared <laughs> yeah, to go true. in. I'm really scared to go in, but uh, I don't know. I just feel like I don't want to sit there all alone. You know what? It I feels think weird. Yeah, I think it would be. This is the thing because I'm quite enjoying working from home. So yeah. I started up my 
job again in buying and um, because I had some time off due to like the company being closed. So now I've rejoined, but I've joined a different buying team. Um, mm-hmm. So I joined like fine jewelry, which is super exciting. Yeah. I love working with jewelry so far. It's really interesting to like learn about gemstones and diamonds. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to understand as well, like the value of diamonds and oh, um, wow. Um, yeah, just like how you calculate it. It's actually yeah. quite interesting. There's a lot of research behind it. So I was actually speaking to someone who gave me like good insight on this. That do you know the whole reason for why an engagement ring is a thing? Why are diamonds the ultimate declaration of love? Do you know why? Because they're so expensive. <laughs> they're actually not. <laughs> oh, this really? is the truth about why diamonds are the ultimate declaration of love. It was a marketing campaign created yeah. by De Beers in the so in the early Wait, De Beers, De Beers. Created? Oh wow. Yeah. So in the early 1900s De Beers owned 90% of the oh, diamonds the mines. mines. Yeah, I've had a research project on De Beers actually, so I should know this. Yeah, they're a very interesting company oh, and yeah. uh, so they've owned all of it. So basically any purchase from diamonds kind of came from them. They they yeah. had the monopoly over it, therefore They still do. They have now 30%. 30%. So okay. much lower. But at the time, they owned the monopoly. And so mm. the sales of diamonds is driven by supply and demand. So there was actually a good amount of supply. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what creates the high value is when there's less supply mm, and more yeah. demand. Yeah. So what they did was created artificial demand Damn. by creating this whole marketing idea and then providing limited supply because they had mm. access to all the coal mines and could control it. So their whole marketing and advertising concept was about diamonds are forever. The diamonds... They still use that. Yeah, they still use this Mm -hmm. slogan. I think now they launched this campaign in the 1930s and it was like around Mm. after the time of the war. so smart. Yeah, very smart. Where they said that diamonds are the ultimate like declaration of love and for a proposal you need to buy, you know, A a beautiful diamond ring. And they kind of made women feel like they needed diamonds and jewels and then they mm-hmm. got these diamonds and jewels featured on um, celebrities at the time or yeah. wealthy aristocrats basically anyone with some kind of like status it's status. basically like pr now it's, it's exactly the that yeah. it's pr of, of the time of the 30s yeah that they also said at the beginning it was men should spend one month's salary on diamond oh rings. yeah what is it now isn't it three months salary three now yeah. Oh la la. There's a big demand because of how important diamonds are seen yeah. in the eyes of women. They feel yeah. like the bigger the diamond they have, the more love they must, the husband, how do you, the fiance, the boyfriend must have for them. How do you feel about that whole situation? Like whenever, I mean, whenever I'm thinking about, I actually never think about an engagement ring. I always think about my wedding dress, which is mm. very weird, mm. but I feel like it's such a big Thing, and it's always in movies like it's always in songs yeah that you know you have to put like a ring on someone or mm-hmm. get married to someone but how do you feel about actually you know someone giving you diamonds like is this something that you feel like is necessary when you get proposed to or well to have a diamond ring you yeah mean, as an engagement yeah. ring. yeah exactly do you feel like you you would be confused if it wasn't there i feel like if i had like a ruby or an emerald i would definitely not be <laughs> i would not be upset i would be I extremely happy <laughs> i mean it doesn't have to be a diamond yeah per se but yes like because we of this whole concept it. yeah this is what you expect and mm-hmm. i would feel a bit odd if i got a ring that was gold or yeah with no diamond on it you know yeah because yeah. that's like now the perception and then 
this is the thing because I was engaged once before. Mm. When you are proposed to, mm-hmm. when you you're, you like meet other people who are also engaged, yeah, you kind of have this like status comparison yeah. almost, yeah. like as in you know who your fiance is, yeah, who kind of represents the, the size like of the size ring. of the ring. But sometimes and it can be way too much, honestly. Sometimes it's too much, and I'm a very like understated girl like I love no you're not not yes. always I mean Anna, <laughs> Anna I'm more than you I know but you're not like understated like very plain you're no, like very but you've seen my engagement classy. ring like, yeah your it, engagement it was, was nothing, very like, classy extreme. Yeah. it was very classy very simple yeah, very you yeah yeah so basically I mean I love nice things so yes I love beautiful jewels and diamonds but I like that they're also simple and chic and elegant and mm-hmm. I don't need to be the flashiest person in the room because no. That isn't my personality. Like, I'm not someone that needs to or that will be looking for a billionaire husband yeah. have me in a private jet, um, own, yeah. like, a mansion. I want more of, like... Love. A lo- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I want love. I want true love. I want a good family. Yeah. So, for me, like, yes, the whole concept of the engagement ring and diamonds being forever, like, mm. of course, what girl wouldn't want yeah. to be gifted diamonds, right? Or a yeah. beautiful engagement ring. But at the same time... It's not my everything, which yeah. is why it wasn't as big of a deal for me mm-hmm. to have the most expensive, most beautiful engagement ring before. Mm-hmm. But did so, you think about it? Did I think about the price and stuff? No. Did you Google it? No. no. I mean, yeah. I know what the price is now. But, <laughs> I would Google it. But I didn't because it wasn't yeah. about that for me. It was yeah, that I was I happy to be, to be, be like proposed to. Yeah. It's I feel like that's feeling. the most important thing yeah. that the person actually puts effort into, you know, proposing to you and making sure that you feel special yeah it's about that but that is basically the whole campaign idea and it makes complete sense and yeah you know that's how society sees it as well so I think it's interesting how it shapes everyone's perception of a concept yeah when were weddings introduced do you think that's interesting that's something to google that is something to look into I think it was well before the engagement ring though because before that they didn't specifically use diamonds. There wasn't, like, any kind of specific, you know, ring. Like, there mm-hmm. was no ring. But marriages obviously happened well before then. So I don't know what was the symbol, what was the I have it. proposal. I have it here. Early marriage was born of ancient societies' need to secure a safe environment in which to breed, handle the granting of property rights, and protect bloodlines. Yeah. So it's more about, like, you know... Yeah, so this was the thing, like, long, long time ago... People would marry for the purpose of having children and especially like keeping the same bloodline, exactly that. So that's why there were also a lot of set marriages. That's why it was very difficult for women to get divorces at the time too. Mm -hmm. And men could often have affairs and have... Do whatever they want. Yeah, have like multiple children, but the the women didn't get that opportunity. It was very hard to have a divorce. And it was also the men who controlled most of like the wealth and that would they would give a certain amount of income to the wife to use yeah. per month. It was kind of that structure. So interesting. So the way that it worked is a very Here. different mentality to now. Marriages primary the primary purpose of a marriage was to bind women to men mm. and guarantee that the man's children were truly his biological mm. children. Yeah. I mean it makes yeah. sense. It makes and sense. It, it, they became the man's property. Yeah. Um, father would hand over his daughter with these words, I pledge my daughter for the purpose of producing legitimate offspring. This is intense. Yeah. Oh my god. 
So I read a book called The Duchess, um, yeah. and it talks about the Duchess of Devonshire from the UK back in the 18th century. Mm. And it's exactly this. She had an arranged marriage. Um, mm. She got married at 17. And so you basically, how do they call it? It's kind of like a like a ball to meet potential suitors oh, yeah. who then have to see I've if they, they're Disney interested movies. in you yeah, and propose. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, it was oftentimes like you wanted the wealthier aristocrats who could. Yeah, you just go for what's going to yeah. help you out in life. Yeah, exactly. Many, it was more of like a, it's still like a business move. Exactly. Yeah, in many in many locations around the world, it is still like this. I know someone that had an arranged marriage. Yeah, it is still like yeah. this in certain parts of the world. Exactly, yeah. and um, it wasn't seen as as particularly uncommon. But in this no. story, the Duchess she ended up having a whole life's worth of. Uh, affairs and oh, wow. um, gambling addictions, drug addictions, mm-hmm. basically complete unhappiness because she mm-hmm. married this man without having ever known if they would have any a connection, any compatibility. Yeah. Basically, there was no... That's they, my they had no idea if they had the chemistry or the compatibility and he was already having an affair from the very beginning, oh, from, nice. like, well before he married her. Mm-hmm. And also the men tended to be a bit older than the women as well. Yeah. And the women were chosen Sometimes based off of their, like, it. youth and their ability to produce, like... Offspring. Offspring. So if you had, like, very wide hips, they were like... Well, yeah, yeah, wide hips, yeah. beautiful hair, glowy skin, yeah. all of that determined yeah. the suitor you would get. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, though, because if you think about society today, some of these things are still underlying. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about compatibility versus chemistry? Because I saw this video on Instagram, and it was talking about, I think it's a guy called Jay Shetty, mm-hmm. um, and he was explaining how compatibility is more important than chemistry. We talked we about We can this, argue actually. for both. Yeah. I think it's an interesting thing to look at because yeah. oh, I want to see this. Compatibility is about how you get along with a person mm-hmm. in the sense of are are your values the same? Yeah. Do you want the same things? Do you you know react to scenarios in a similar way? Can you mm. understand each other? Can you communicate? Mm. Can you see like a long term relationship with that person? Yeah. Chemistry is a physical aspect, and there's an argument that you can create an attraction and build on a chemistry i think mm-hmm. that we did speak about this when we were yeah. going for a walk because i we were wondering if it was we possible. were yeah because we were saying in my opinion um mm-hmm. chemistry and compatibility are equally as important but yeah i think you cannot disregard chemistry but you also know if you have chemistry with the person right off the bat i yeah. think you can kind of build on it and it can mm-hmm. take a little bit of time to develop better chemistry yeah. But you can already if tell nothing, if there's no physical yeah. attraction there. And then no matter how good your compatibility is, yeah, you, you will can. end up as just friends. Exactly. And then if you have extremely good chemistry, that doesn't mean you're compatible. That no. means you are good in the short term and can have like good sexual relationships. But Yeah, but also it could be more. Like you can have because I know that my last relationship, we had a lot of chemistry in a way where it was like, we were just like so in love and then so not in love and then so in love again. It was exactly the same for me. Yeah. And it was like back and forth and back and forth and up and down. like very unhealthy dynamic. Yeah, I know. But then, you know, with the things in life, like a lot of things that we had in common, but then a lot of things were very different because we had very different upbringings and we had very different... Some beliefs were we couldn't understand each other. Like, yeah. We just couldn't understand why he would want to do this and I would want to do that. And there was like some inconsistency there. And yeah. 
things would make me upset, things would really make him upset, we don't communicate in the same way, so we didn't talk it through, like, properly ever, and it's just so hard, because I felt like I was so in love with him, mm-hmm. and it's just really difficult, because I was like, what if I, if I was so compatible with someone, but then I didn't feel this, like, extreme affection, mm-hmm. like, how would that even work? Would I end up being, like, you wouldn't be satisfied because that's, yeah. I think, in that sense, that's where people can go off and have affairs. Yeah. Because they might be in a perfectly that's happy happens, marriage and they don't ever plan to get a divorce. They have a loving family. Their wife is or husband are very supportive. There's too yeah. much to lose. But yeah. they don't have the chemistry. They don't mm-hmm. have the sexual attraction. They don't have yeah. the excitement. They don't have the passion. They don't just, they don't not feel that happy. Exactly, and therefore you don't feel happy, and everyone needs to have passion, and I feel like everyone needs some kind of affection and, you know, sexual relationship in their life to be fully satisfied in a relationship. You can't live without either one. But then in the case that we were talking about when we were, like, talking about our past relationships... It's a, we topic, had a, a heavy topic right now. It's a now. heavy topic, yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of, of chemistry in the past, but yeah. then where things went wrong was, like, the communication. Yeah. And then the other thing is you may think you have, like, this insane, incredible amount of chemistry, and it's so passionate, and it's, like, mm. nothing you've ever felt before, and then you're going to have a tragic moment where you're constantly fighting and in arguments, mm. and then you feel really low and you Mm. don't feel this kind of connection with the person and then it suddenly lifts again yeah and then because you had such an extreme low it's like a drug yeah it's like a drug if you're addicted to it you had an extreme low and then the highs feel even higher high yeah because you had this extreme low so Mm -hmm. you're under the impression that the relationship is amazing yeah this whirlwind of emotions that you feel like you can't get you can't get rid of anything else you can't get rid of it and it's an addiction. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean your relationship is necessarily amazing. Mm-hmm. No, it actually just means because you've experienced such bad conflicts and bad lows, mm. when the highs were good, they were really, really good, good in your mind. Yeah, and I feel like that's something that, I mean, I've been back and forth with this man in my life for so many years. And I think that just goes to show that, you know, but we have changed. Like, the two of us have really tried and we really changed things. But then again, like, once it gets down to it, the core things that we really wanted were different. Mm-hmm. And, like, reactions, our reactions, our behaviors are very different. Yeah. But I never, I always thought, I was like, he's the man of my life. Like, he's the dream man. I still think that. But it's like, it's, it's hard. It's hard to shake off the feeling, but I yeah. think. For me, I felt the same as you. I thought he was my forever person. He was the only one for me. I love the story that we met at 16 and we were high school sweethearts. We were engaged. Um, Mm. It didn't work out. And when you remove yourself from the situation, you're able to see things clearly. Clearly, yeah. Because there were so many things I never was open to my family about or open to Mm. my friends about. Um, I couldn't admit that things were going wrong ever. So I just Mm -hmm. like hid it inside until I could finally... I didn't know. Do something. No, you didn't know because that's the thing. I was Mm -hmm. in so much denial of... Because I wanted it to be something. It was slowly... My ex knew. Turning into something else. Yeah, your ex had a suspicion about my relationship. Yeah, Yeah. Isn't that weird? And he was telling me. He was like, something's off. I was like, no, no, everything's fine. And you know what? They have similar mentalities, the two of our exes. So he must know something's off about that. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, it's quite a heavy thing. Yeah. But that's why... Relationships are heavy. That's why I feel like, you know, 
um, you can't be fooled by the chemistry into thinking you would be compatible in mm. the long run. Mm-hmm. What did he say in that video? Basically that. That you was the core message. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can watch it. I'll show you later. Um, mm-hmm. But okay, when you think of values and like mm. imagine your future relationship. We kind of mm-hmm. spoke about this like just the two of us. But mm-hmm. if you were to think about the ideal relationship you would want to have, not only now, but in 10, 20, 30 years time, if you were to find one person now and stay with them mm-hmm. the rest of your life until you retire, what would you want this relationship to look like? So for, first I started answering with very concrete things and then I was like, no, okay. So basically... <laughs> Not physically, but like as a, the relationship. Yeah, as the relationship. Like I think for me, I'm, I've always been someone that really appreciates, you know, different sides to what I have myself. But at the same time, I want someone that has very similar morals and groundwork. That doesn't mean that we have to come from the same upbringing. It doesn't mean that we have to have the same opinion about everything. But it means that we can openly communicate about things. And it's not a struggle constantly. Like, I don't want there to always be an issue. Mm -hmm. I don't want there to always be surprises or, like, things that are kept a secret and stuff like that. I want it to be quite open. But I do appreciate when someone is quite different from me Mm -hmm. or like has different personality traits I think that is important because you don't want to be the same person and I think that relates to compatibility because you want to have an engaging interesting intellectual conversation conversation as well so people with different like the same values but then maybe different ideals the way they were raised different opinions on things that's what contributes to like Mm -hmm. a really healthy and stimulating relationship yeah where you're not just in constant agreement with each other but yeah. you're also not in constant disagreement. clashing, disagreement, no. exactly. I think that's honestly, like, something that... In my last relationship, we were just very, you know, we were opposites. Like, yeah. literal opposites. And it worked really well in terms of, like, how we interacted with each other on a more basic level. But <laughs> yeah, but not... Because the problems were the underlying, like, bigger picture right. issues. Yeah, like, like communication, the communication. And the, la- like, secret secrets yeah, and, like, stuff yeah. like that. That was the big issue. But yeah. then really, you know, when we were with each other, we kind of filled spaces that we both needed. Like, he was very stable, very, like, straightforward thinking, always had a plan. And I'm kind of more, like, all over the place. Um, not really, but I, I talk a lot and I, I don't always like filter everything down. I don't think about every single step of the way. Like he already had his like pensions set up, like everything was set up and organized. And I'm a person that's like, oh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. So it's more like, but do you think that bothered him that you were not as no, structured? Because are, are we kind sure? of, yeah, we talked about it. And he was, whenever, because I would ask him, because that's the kind of person I am. I was like, what do you love about me? You know? <laughs> yeah, you're very upfront. Like, I'm very which upfront. Which is really good because you get what you what you see with yeah. you, you know? That's true. Yeah, I'm very upfront. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I do that because I, I want to make sure that they know what to expect. Mm. But like, so I would always... I would ask him because he, he was a person that wasn't so explicit with things and like, you know, his feelings always. Um, but then I could kind of like get that out of him, which was good. And he said, he was like, you know, I really like that we have different interests and I really like that you're more creative and you have more, you bring out feelings in me. Mm. And that sounds weird. But if you're someone that's like super structured, you always think about practicality, you mm. always think about these things and you don't leave room for like love or feeling too many emotions. You kind of need someone to pull that to balance that out. out of you and make yeah. you feel like you want a family. You want this. Yeah, that's 
very true. Um, and he was like, you know, I really like that you you bring that out of me, and it makes me happier as a person. Mm-hmm. And the same for me. Like I felt like secure most of the time until things were like up and down. Mm-hmm. I felt like very secure. That's something for me as well. Security, yeah. knowing yeah. that someone yeah. is you know, really in it with you and mm-hmm. really loves you and wants to take care of you, not like with money or anything, but wants to take care, like say that something happens, they're with you, like they make sure you're feeling okay, emotionally supportive. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the list goes on. The list goes on. I know you can never be too to be... specific. That's no. the thing. I think that I have very high expectations. Me I think they're the same because of yeah. how... Um, strong our past relationships have both been yeah you know what you want now from it and you also know what you don't want from it so Mm -hmm. therefore the list that I have is kind of it's it's endless as well it's like the biggest thing for me is I want to be a power couple with someone I want them to be my everything Mm -hmm. I want us to have a family together I want to be intellectually stimulated I want to be able to grow with them I want to be able to both have careers of our own and be like independent in our Mm. own way but then come together and be better as in I would never want to be like um dependent on somebody no me neither I definitely want that and I want success in whatever you know in my career Mm -hmm. and I want someone who equally is as ambitious but I Mm -hmm. also need stability because I'm someone that is very stable I'm not that Mm. structured in my mythology Mm. I'm a bit more free-spirited but still not not that much but I do like love passion a little bit of spontaneity here Mm -hmm. and there romance that's a big thing for me like I'm a hopeless romantic I love like sunset walks but you want the other person to do that for you yes yes I'm that person that does that for the other you know what I mean yeah like I get a bit I mean I want to have romance together like I want it to be a thing to feel I don't always want to be like showered with romance I want to like give and take as well yeah I think it's something you work together to do you know like something cooking dinners together Mm. like I love getting flowers Mm. but I love also walking in the park with someone Mm. getting ice cream having like, all these simple date yeah. ideas are, like, what I love. I don't want someone to sh- shower me with expensive gifts. Mm. But, but, you know, we talked about that. And it's, like, I feel like we're both not used to it mm-hmm. now after our relationships. Because yeah. I didn't really get that. I, okay, I hope he not, does not listen to this. But <laughs> I I did not. Like, I didn't really, because I'm quite romantic, if I fall in love. Yeah. So I gave him everything. Like yeah. I, Not, like, I gave him stuff. But I just, I gave him my heart and my everything. And, like, I wanted to see him all the time. I'm a, I was maybe I was a bit on top of him. I don't know. But he didn't really believe in, like, too many romantic gestures. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because of his mentality that he's yeah. very structured and he yeah. also wasn't able to fully mm-hmm. commit himself. I mean, there's mm-hmm. loads of things that go into someone's behavior. Yeah. In my past relationship, my ex was very romantic. Yeah. He... I mean, at least at the beginning, before we lived together, before different things showed. Mm. Um, but even when we lived together, he always did, made efforts. Like, we always mm. had date nights, movie nights. Like, I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. before he moved to Paris, we were always, like, going shopping together, going yeah, for dinners, going to the movies, having popcorn, going That's why for I thought walks. nothing was weird. Yeah, that yeah. was all really nice. But that would be when the times were really good. Yeah. And when the times were really dark and tough. Mm-hmm. I would feel really closed off and I wouldn't be able to communicate to him properly and 
It's our, like there's our, a barrier. Our message, yeah, there would be a barrier, a barrier where and nothing goes his, through. His viewpoint was here, my viewpoint was there, and mm-hmm. I couldn't get mine across because he believed that his viewpoint, he very, very strongly believed that he was always right. Therefore, it was really hard to see my viewpoint. Mm-hmm. And there's no bridging the gap. There's no bridging the gap. There was no flexibility mm-hmm. there. But like I would be the, the one romance to the was there. The thing yeah. was also that the stability wasn't there. Like, I have a stable family. I grew up with that. Mm. And I'm someone who has a stable career. And Mm -hmm. that's what I want for myself. And um, just to be with someone who is, like, very emotionally unstable and financially unstable Mm. was very stressful for me. And I lived constantly in stress. Like, thinking, yeah. um, Of everything, basically. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that until you're removed from the situation, you know. So until I lived alone in London when he moved for a job in in Paris. Mm. And... You see these things, and then you know what you're missing in that relationship and what you want. And so Mm -hmm. this is exactly why I want someone who's able to support me emotionally Mm. in the bad and the good, who's able to communicate with me, who Mm -hmm. I can communicate. I can feel like I can tell them anything, Mm -hmm. and I won't be shut down. I'll be (laughs) spoken to properly, Yeah, yeah, and it won't be us against each other. It will be us trying to solve this problem that has arised, you know? I was just saying, we're, like, putting out, like, a dating commercial. <laughs> we're like, this is what I want. This is what we want. <laughs> Come on. Any applications. <laughs> Please send us applications. Anna. At- <laughs> I know. Actually, it's kind of funny because we were meant to be talking about um, fashion, fashion news and Fashion Week, Digital Fashion Week in Into London right now. Weekend. Yeah, <laughs> and then it kind of transitioned from into starting love. to talk about diamonds into talking about love. Yeah, but that's like right now, honestly, that's like what we talk about. Yeah, because we have so much yeah. stuff going on. Yeah, because it's just like it's kind of recent. I mean, I've been yeah. broken up for six months now from a, an engagement, and yeah, which is not a lot. It takes like a long time to go through all those emotions because in the moment I didn't feel like. I needed to go through it that much. And then over time, I, like new things came coming come into my mind. And yeah. the more I talk about it with different kind of people, the mm-hmm. more I see things and the more I see things clearly. And it's a good thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then obviously for you, it's even more recent. So yeah. it's like a common thing yeah. for us. But we're also both dating. So it's yeah. not like it's totally sad. We are. But it, it's <laughs> kind of shocking me. Are going well, but things are going well. It's just very romantic that I'm not used to. Yeah. But it's nice. It's just, I'm just not used to yeah, it. Yeah, you're spoiled with romance I right know. now. And I'm like, oh, yes, hi, thank you very much. <laughs> A candlelit bath. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Everything. Let's do the rest of the application. He has to be six foot four. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, this is the thing. I think that it's not about looks. I know, but sometimes you need to have a certain... Like, for me, yeah. I cannot really get married to a man that looks like me because I really don't want my kids to be burnt by the sun. Like, things like this is very important <laughs> oh my for my you future want, children. You don't want a blonde, pale guy. No, I can't. Basically. I just... I would feel... My kids would be very, very, very pale. Yeah. And that's just I mean, I have a about. specific type, it's true, and I don't do it on purpose. Yeah, you do have a specific type. Yeah, but it's not <laughs> I don't. I think I have less of a type than you do. Yeah. I can tell I can tell your type, and then okay. you tell my type. Okay. <laughs> so your type, you like someone that's very polished. Like, someone that, like, really takes care of themselves, like, good care of themselves. They yeah. look neat, they always show up, and they look their best. They, they're always, you know, they come, and either they're wearing, like, nice chinos, or they're, like, in a suit at yeah. work. You like that kind of look. Yeah. <laughs> um, you like when their hair is like a bit slicked back. Yeah. Um, they don't have to be super tall. But no, like taller so tall. than you. Yeah, definitely. And, but like no. normal build. Yeah. 
And you don't require any kind of six-pack or anything. No. <laughs> Requirement. <laughs> don't require that, no. I don't require. And then you want them to be quite... Yeah, just like a gentleman, but that doesn't have anything to do with their looks. No, yeah. But usually blonde or brown hair. Actually, you don't really care. <laughs> usually blonde or brown You don't really care. You don't really care. But you'd usually go for like, actually, no, darker hair usually. Usually darker, but you don't really Well, care. I've had one relationship, Anna. No, but so. I know, but like from, you know, other things that I realized, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's really good. A description. Right? Yes. It's good. So you, oh, you God. definitely want them to be tall. Yeah. You like muscles. Yeah. You do like good, like... Not muscles, it's something else. Chest, yeah, six chest. pack. No, I don't need a six pack. Abs. You like abs though. Like if No, it, I don't need them. Okay, you don't but need But I them. like wide shoulders. Wide yeah, yeah. You like a real like protective like, dominant male look. Yeah. Basically. Not like if he's muscly with a tank top, no no. No. <laughs> no no. Not, not muscular, not like gym no. fit. No. But someone like who wide. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. I like them to look wide. You like facial hair? Yeah, like I do. body hair. Yeah, you don't. You tend to like dark features. Yeah. You like Germans. I do like Germans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I. <laughs> you like structure. I like structured Germans. You like guys who can like compose themselves. Yeah. And condense their thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like blabbing around. But you do like them to dress quite well. Also, yeah. like I think that the fashion sense plays a big part too. Yeah. Otherwise, I tell them. Is there any, like, unique feature that you like about a guy? Yeah. What? His eyes. Like, I, it's not just eyeballs. It's, like, the it's not, not the eye color. It's, yeah. like, if they have long lashes and, like, nice, like... Actually, I like it sometimes when guys have, like, a very... Like, it's something a bit, like, strange. Like, if they, if they have, like, something that looks not, like, weird, but something different. Something, like, quirky? Like, something not quirky. Like, unique? But just something, like, yeah, makes them look a bit unique. Mm. Not like crazy unique, but yeah. like just something small that I will only notice if I'm like looking at them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I like the eyes too. Yeah. I think I love looking into and people's lips. eyes. For me, like the important thing is eyes, but I also like guys who wear who can wear glasses. Like oh, a little bit nerdy. Oh yeah, I like when they're a bit nerdy too. Yeah. Like when they're like very like dominant, but then they're like yeah. But like, <laughs> that's my favorite. When they have like a briefcase and a suit. Yeah. I love it. And, and little glasses. glasses. Amazing. Yeah. But then a bit of facial hair, too. No, for me, no facial hair. No, I like that. I don't like That's facial nice. or body hair. No, I like them both. Okay. That's where we differ, which is great, because we're not competition. Yeah, we're not, like, gonna go for the same guy. Not at all. Because I would, like, usher certain men to you, yeah. and I feel like you would usher certain <laughs> yeah. men to me. Yeah. But, yeah, no. What else was it? There was, like, one more thing. Um, yeah. They, oh, my, no. I have two things that I, I look at. Okay. They cannot have very small lips. No, I agree with that. Because then I'm like, I have quite small lips. I'm like, we just, no. Yeah, the kissing is it not, not no. going to be passionate. It's nothing's nice happening there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing great happening there. And then I don't like it when their hands are feminine looking. Oh, yeah, that's true. I just said looking. <laughs> looking. Texas there. Looking. <laughs> I agree, like masculine hands is, I, is but, important. And like a bit of like hairy knuckles is nice. Why do you like hair? <laughs> I mean, I know that it's, like, very masculine, but yeah. I'm, like, a I don't bit know. Mm, I like, grossed you know, out Chris, by, like, Chris Hemsworth is, like, the dream. <laughs> you keep saying this. I love him. <laughs> if he's listening to this, I'm available. <laughs> okay, great. The ad is complete. <laughs> you have to meet Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. 
especially because most of our audience are female as well. We're I gonna know. get if someone knows Chris Hemsworth, no, he has children, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Um, I think we should do a more detailed one on like dating stories and, and relationships. I have so relationships. Many dating stories. That would be quite a fun one to do. But yeah, this podcast episode has turned into like a girls chat. Girls chat on what we're looking for in a relationship. It's a bit of relationship to our search. past relationships. Oh yeah. Compatibility, mm-hmm. chemistry, and all of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. This is basically what we usually talk about <laughs> these days. Uh, these days. But it's just like we didn't know if we should talk about it on here, but now it just ended up happening. It just ended up happening. Yeah. Sometimes you plan things and it comes out totally different, but yeah. I like that because it was natural. It's yeah. not all what we planned to discuss, but. No. But it's nice. And it I feel like people fun. relate to this as well. Yeah. Like everyone, every girl, like if you, okay, so I have a tip as well. If you go into like a group of girls and you don't know anyone, it's like nice to start talking about relationships because everyone mm-hmm. has a story. That's very true. Like, it gets the conversation A good way to break the ice. Yeah. Yeah. What about your past relationship? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I agree with that. I think it's it's something everyone can relate to and talk about. Yeah, and everyone has a different... And it's also interesting because you get to find out how people interact with others and, like, things that they have experienced. No, it's good. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a good way. If you're at a dinner with loads of girls, that's not going to happen now, but... Yeah, true. Or, like, at a vent or something. Mm -hmm. Anyways... Yeah, well, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Yes. We'll see you next week. We have a guest speaker as well. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, so we're oh. going to be talking about self-love and um, all that good stuff. How to take better care of yourself, your mm-hmm. mind, your body, your mental health, yeah. your happiness. So we'll tell you like more about that. that one Yeah. next week. I'm excited. And have a great week, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.